I'm stretched out like a great big river Wait on and let's swim together And lines are blurred, the infinity of choice Entering the temporal void Desolation Row slash Margaritaville. This is Duff Dixon. You're listening to Play It By Year, the show that examines the history of popular music one year at a time. That was Super Sexy Razor Happy Girls by Mika Bomb from 2001. Welcome to 2001 Night on Play It By Year. Cannibal Night. It's happening. We found that feller. I'm not burying no leads here. We're going to talk to an honest-to-God cannibal later on this show. So come on, you can't punch out for that. You got to stick around and listen to the people eater. Got to, can't miss something like that. Speaking of which, has anybody seen or heard from Richard? We typically email back and forth during the week. I mean, I guess 
it'd be more accurate to say I get a lot of emails from Richard typically throughout the week, and I've been trying to get back in touch with him. I, I've not heard from him since he called into the show a couple of weeks ago. I guess he's off looking for that dude who, again, we've already located, but I just want to know if he's safe. Uh, do y'all have a personal line of communication with Richard? If you do, I'm looking for you to get in touch with me. I have been looking at his website, richardtruth.com, and it's honestly not been very helpful. I've not seen a lot of clues looking around there. Uh, Westbrook Bruins update. Oh, a heartbreaker. We lost to a task of seed of a one point in overtime. Crushing. Those boys got a lot of heart. I'm real proud of them, but boy, you just hate to see that. Get so close with a task casita. Uh, anyway, lost chapters in history. Look, it's 2001, so you're probably expecting this to be about something in particular. Uh, but hell no, I won't talk about something else because 2001 is when Apple put out iTunes. Y'all remember iTunes? Shuffle, visualizer, <laughs> get album art. Edit track details. What's what's the lost history angle, I hear you ask? Easy. Easy. The MP3. Did y'all know that the MP3 was invented because the president of IBM at the time uh, had a twin brother who had been kidnapped and ransomed by a notorious band of AI pirates. They were kind of digital pirates, uh, you know, created by computer programs who could alter the physical laws of the universe using highly advanced mathematics. And so they kidnapped this guy's brother. They locked him inside of a cage that was made out entirely out of a frozen black hole which meant that no physical object could cross through into his area uh, but by inventing the mp3 they were able to file transfer his brother's favorite song which was a uh, it was mm, 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 by the crash test dummies you know that song reportedly it was a great comfort for him in in the last hours of his life before those pirates uh, executed him because the president of IBM was like pretty much a big cheapskate. He would, he was not willing to fork up that ransom money. Hey, discussion topic time. Obviously you think 2001, you think the September 11 terrorist attacks. I certainly have been thinking of them a lot over this last week, quite a bit, you know, during my two shifts, there were many times when I thwarted those attacks, but unfortunately it never resulted in enough meaningful change towards stopping the cataclysm. And so I always had to go back and flip it back, revert it back. But it got me thinking, what if you had a single use time machine and you had to use it to go back and change one thing and it was going to stick no matter what it could be a personal thing. It could be a historic thing. What would y'all change? If you had a single use time machine, I tell you what I'd do. I'd go back to 2018. I'd walk up to my buddy, Walt Winarski. I'd stomp his foot so hard. I'd crack his big toe. And that way he couldn't go into the Archangel project with a, with a broken toe. You're out for six weeks and he'd still be around now for me to hang out with when I was, you know, after I got out of my shifts, I could have still had Walt to hang out with. Actually, I, not, except I guess then he would not have been able to come and save me from killing myself when I was in the desert like he did like a couple months ago. So, 
Well, but maybe if she's around, maybe she's around, I wouldn't have wanted to kill myself in the first place. So I guess, man, this timeline stuff can really give you a headache if you think about it too much. When I was doing it, you know, you could undo anything, but this is like you get one shot and it's going to stick no matter what. Anyway, that's your question. Single use time machine, change one thing. What's it going to be? Let's kick it off with something a little bit easier to wrap your head around, though. We're going to start tonight off with 2001 Garage Rock Revival. Y'all, Garage Rock, it's back. Or it was back, anyway. It was back. Big, dumb rock music for big, dumb people like me. So let's all get our knuckleheads kind of banging up and down here on 2001 Night. Play it by ear with me, Dixie.
I took my girl to go bowling downtown at the Red Door. After an argument I started because I thought she didn't like me anymore. I can't help it, sometimes I feel pitiful. And of course she's so young and beautiful. That's her favorite and I wanted to make up for earlier But I dropped her glass and it broke So I just gave my glass to her So did I in our lane Then she went to the vending machine to buy a candy cane But right next to that was a boy I knew with a spring in his hand Playing a country pinball machine called Stand By Your Man I saw him talk to her but I stayed in my lane and played my game steady And was thinking of a day when I'd be too old to throw a ball this heavy I'm young now, so it's easier to knock them all down. Then I looked and saw her say to him, you're really hitting that ball around. And he's looking at her the way I did when I first met her. I can see in his face white flowers and cups of coffee and love letters. I was sorry to interrupt that game, but I went and did it anyway. I dropped my red bowling ball through the glass of his machine. I said, are you quick enough to hit this ball, Mr. Clean? I was scared to lose her, so I couldn't help being mean. of our games. I said I was sorry, but my girl left with him just the same. I thought how much I hate when love makes me act this way. I was bent over a broken pinball machine in a bowling alley and I threw it all away. Well, isn't it all just a big game?
is Rock Block, play it by year 2001. Uh, you just heard Whatever Happened to My Rock and Roll by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Before that, Hand Springs by the White Stripes and New York City Cops by the Strokes. And we began that block with Main Offender by the Hives. Do y'all think, are we, are we going to get like a big, some kind of a big rock revival movement in the 2020s? or or has pop is popular rock music commercial rock music just truly down for the count at this point maybe it's maybe there's just no coming back after a certain point what do y'all think out there in radio land hey uh just a reminder we got a discussion discussion question tonight if you had a single use time machine but had to use it to change something in the past what would you use that time machine for? I got a caller on the line right now, so I'm going to bring him on. Caller, uh, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Hey, Duff. My name is Seth. How's it going, man? Hey, Seth. It's going pretty good. Nice to hear your voice tonight. Uh, how you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. I'm a, I've been a long-time listener, first-time caller. Don't you, um, don't you uh, think we kind of, we've kind of moved into this like final act of 2020 and everything's like a little bit more absurd feeling and slightly less menacing feeling? Yeah. I mean, I think the menace is still hanging in the it's air. It's still but, there, but I just yeah, feel like we've but, all been kind of jokerified and are now just laughing at our <laughs> own ridiculous fates. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the, those of us who are not gearing up for civil war are, <laughs> <laughs> maybe some of them think it's funny too. Maybe they're yeah. out there buying a, buying a frag grenade saying like, man, this is wild that I'm doing yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. The, the more self-aware people <laughs> definitely. So you got something for, uh, for our discussion question tonight, Seth, what would you uh, use a, a single use time machine for to go back and make a, make some kind of an alteration? Yeah, uh, man, I thought about this, uh, uh, you know, for the the entire last block, and uh, I think I think it would be cool to go back to uh, to like the 1680s and try to talk people out of money. Oh man, <laughs> that's a cool idea. Yeah, dude. but I think the way that you have to do it, Duff, is you'd have to. I like my the way I would do it is I'd I'd buy like one of those really authentic stormtrooper uniforms, and uh, and get like a get like, <laughs> like a you're not talking about gun. like a like a like an SS stormtrooper. You're talking about Lucasfilm white yes. space <laughs> time the, yeah, stormtrooper white, outfit, <laughs> white helmet stormtrooper. <laughs> You gonna but, get a blaster? Uh, you gonna have a blaster? Yeah. Uh, no, I think you got to go back with a gun that can demonstrate <laughs> your future power, <laughs> sure. and then like just straight up be like, "I'm from the future. I got to tell you what not to do," and maybe just try to talk the powers that be into creating a society that was like more for the greater good than in the individual wealth and greed. I've used a version of this technique to try to convince somebody to do something before during my shift. Demonstrate yeah. some some futuristic stuff to get them to understand that you need something. I, it does sometimes work. Some people though, like you could never crack them. You just can't crack yeah. them. I mean, there's always going to be people that are going to explain it away with Jesus or something like well, that. Well, in the 1690s too, there was a whole lot of talk about witches and wizards. Lots of witches, lots of wizards going around back then. Right. Yeah. That's why I, th I figured I wouldn't go. I wouldn't try to go the the magic route. I definitely would go the science fiction route because that would be. I think it would be completely foreign and 
and like uh, impossible to imagine before that moment. You know, what do you think? What do you would you try to take in any culture in the 1680s while you're back there? Maybe like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's pilgrim time. So maybe you could like listen to some some uh, what, what were those people? The, the Shakers. They did tis a gift to be yeah, simple. Tis a gift yeah, I mean, to be I, that I, stuff. I, I, I'd uh, I'd bounce around a little bit. I'd, uh, I'd I'd try to see, you know, see what the life life was actually like around then. I have a feeling it's going to smell bad, no matter what. Oh, to, let me to tell my you something. Modern nose, you know? confirmed. I can tell you right <laughs> now, sixteen eighty, not a good smelling time, buddy. There's no waste disposal. There's no, you know, obviously no showers, and and you can sometimes get in that wash tub and kind of scrub it up down, but boy, seldom, seldom. Yeah, definitely. Like I, the, here's the thing that I think about all the time when I listen to your show is you've you've been alive for twenty billion years. Yeah, I'm thirty three. Twenty billion and thirty three. All right. Like nobody ever asks you about like the things that you know. You know, I mean. Oh sure, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. I, maybe people are intimidated or something. I'm not sure why. Like I feel like you've probably heard every piece of music and seen every movie and played every video game probably yeah i mean uh, i've like, gone back to a lot of that stuff certainly yeah yeah what's the, what like what's the best movie stuff like what? oh boy listen <laughs> listen to me i the, obviously because of this show kind of tips your hands i like to think about things in terms of their distinct eras so can i give you a couple answers there sure, sure. okay I want to start with the 1950s because I feel like the fifth cinema of the 30s and the 40s, it's there if you want to go there, but but let's just let's stay out of it. Right. Uh, I'm a big fan. I'm, in the 1950s, I'm a big fan of just, just about everything that James Dean did. There's something about right. that dude. Like, something that's cool about what James Dean was doing, Seth, is like he figured out how to act like real people on screen when everybody else around him was still doing like crappy old 1930s acting. So yeah. he's just in these movies with these people like, oh, what are you doing? You can't be here. But then he's like supernaturalistic. It's the best. That's some yeah, of my favorite and stuff. And everyone mistook that for cool. <laughs> like They were like, he's so cool <laughs> certainly, on screen. No, certainly. he's just so regular. <laughs> then I want to jump forward into the 70s during the, the rise of the auteur, the rise of the yeah. auteur stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. A, I'm a big fan, and this this is gonna be kind of like maybe maybe a controversial pick, uh, but I'm a big fan of, of Mean Streets. I think Mean Streets feels like the most satisfying thing to go back to once you've accepted that Scorsese is sort of a god of cinema because you right. can see so many of the ideas like in their infant form, and there's something about that that I just think is like endlessly, endlessly fascinating. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is. A, every time I watch that movie, it is so raw. You know, it is so it, it, raw. And, so and raw. It, yeah, it is like the raw materials. It's like you're looking at the lumber and the mortar <laughs> that are going to be the cathedral. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. now we're going. Now we're going to do an era that encompasses. Everything after Jaws in the big Cineplex stuff, like uh-huh. all the all the blockbuster stuff. Okay, yeah. I I gotta say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right out on edge here and say I'm gonna give it to RoboCop. I think <laughs> RoboCop is just like it's funny. People who are dumber than you and don't get what's going on will have a good time, but also yeah, it, people it right around everybody. your where you are will have a good time. Something for everybody in RoboCop, right? 
Yeah, I love RoboCop. I think the best, to me, the best parts of watching RoboCop are the television commercials. Oh, that the, absolutely. And like the news absolutely. broadcasts and all that stuff. That's I so think they fun. got a compilation of them up on YouTube, and I've, I've definitely liked <laughs> just every now and then just to get a little taste of RoboCop, watch one of them compilations, too. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. And then there's um, one more era I want to touch on. Which well, is what, the that? one we're in right now. It's kind of the like death of cinema streaming era. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about stuff that's like, you know, exclusive to streaming. To, to Netflix or to Amazon or whatever. Yeah. I, so I think that it's been kind of growing pain so far of like figuring out, you know, are these movies going to be as good as, t- as theater movies? And for a while, I think the answer was kind of no. Yeah, uh, you know, even you get like a big name to do something, and then they kind of, then they kind of just, you know, it'd be B tier work from an A tier dude. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. I'm gonna give it though, and may, you know, maybe this is like a little bit obvious uh, of a pick, but nevertheless, I think if I'm gonna point to to like the streaming era and the things that I that I think are kind of magnificent i'm gonna say roma it's not cool obviously because it's like you know academy award cosign but i think that like that was the one that clicked it where you're just like it's official these are just real movies now yeah and and you know and it was so much better to go back to our earlier uh topic uh so much better than the irishman which was (laughs) (laughs) I think Scorsese, you know, like was like, hey, now you're going to get some of this Scorsese business here in Netflix. And then we're just like, nah, this just feels like every Hulu movie ever made. If I had to if I had to pitch a like a tagline for the one sheet, the poster of the Irishman, I would probably I would probably do the Irishman. You have to see it. But once is enough. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. That, that would be the tagline that I picked for the Irishman. This yeah. has been this has been a fun little jaunty chat with you, Seth. <laughs> you should call back anytime. You're a heck of a guest, my dude. Well, I, I appreciate it, man. I really love the show, and I, I'm I was glad to actually get on here. Heck yeah! Keep tuning in. Keep calling Ooh. back. We're gonna get back on into the music. I got a fun I got a fun block that I feel very passionate about. Next, uh, the backpacker hip hop block backpacker hip-hop do you guys know what that is this is rap music that is enjoyed by a specific audience of nerds maybe sometimes occasionally predominantly white nerds and and in particular nerds uh who smoke a lot of uh you know a good amount of grass uh a lot of this stuff was coming out of a record label active at the time Def jux records and it's kind of bouncy it's pretty lyrical it ain't like hardcore real hip-hop you know it's backpacker this is probably a a gateway into enjoying hip-hop for a lot of white boys in college so yeah that's a good way to think about it so let's let's all imagine that I am your slight, just slightly cooler than you roommate. I'm like 5% cooler than you are in the dorm uh, your freshman year. I just passed you an unlabeled CDR, and I said, put this, put this in your Dell computer, unless you and me spark up to it, with the, uh, with the backpacker hip-hop block here on Play It By Year 2001 Night with me, Duff Dixon. <laughs> Come the worst, 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 the wor
Y'all, some people got good friends at night. I live my life right. Intense. On the edge, on the wire. I'm from the group where friction leads to fire. Stack your bricks, the time is take your pick. Do it, don't. The track, out the Y'all, my life is good. I got my peeps in the mix, so. Words come to words for my peoples come first. I got worldwide family all over the earth. And I worry about them all for whatever it's worth. From the birth to the hearse, through streets, the guns burst. Words I disperse are here to free uh, minds. Yeah. And if mine are needy, I need to feed mine. Words come to words. Set up shop and write a verse. Actually, that's best come to best. My lyrics take care of me. They therapy, get shit off my chest. Extra stress. 3-4 over the score. Different patterns of rhyming prepare me for war So next time you see us, we'll be deadly on tour When worst come to worst, my peoples come first Word up, if worst comes to worst I make whole crews disperse You know it's family first Gifted unlimited with dilated people Babu, evidence, Irish science And a shout out to my man Alchemist on the Trizac I'm a glutton for the truth, even though truth hurts I've studied with my peoples on streets and in church We make it hard when we go on first Long road, honor of the samurai code These California streets ain't paved with gold Words come the worst, my peoples come first I got the back, at the end of the day We could go our separate ways, but the song remains and won't change Got my target locked in range I might switch gears, but first I switch lanes Without my people, I got nothing to gain, that's why my peoples come first Special victims unit Catalyst for movement Create to devastate Since 84 show improving Definitely dilated Peoples comes first Cross trainers fall We raise the bar And we put it in your ear No matter who you are Words come the worst My peoples come first Words come the worst My peoples come Jungle Gym. Now it's honor and I spell it.
Miller with the H. I stole from heritage. Merit crutch, stole the wretched refuse of my teeming residents. I promise. Tempest towards breed with a bleeding conscience. See the creed accents responsive, but my sports towards the wildings. And I'm sleeping now. Yeah, the settlers laugh. You won't be laughing when your covered wagons crash. You won't be laughing when the buses drag your brother's flags to rags. You won't be laughing when your front lord's spangled with epitaphs. Won't be laughing. And I'll hang my boots to rest when I'm impressed. So I triple nine on the forgot him. This origami dream is beautiful, but man, those wings will never leave the ground without a feather and a lottery ticket. Now settle down. All I ever wanted was to pick up on the day, put the pieces back together my way. All I ever wanted was to pick up on the day, put the pieces back together my way. All I ever wanted was to pick up on the day, put the pieces back together my way. All I ever wanted was to pick up on the day, put the pieces back together my way. Attached that to dedicate This evolved all total all city caught up Caught up all city 
kid nurture and they understand In a place we live And demand a saturated burn like a radio dial to send your kid At a frequency You wanna pop shit and get popped in the top lift I shoot the five and on a good day I bite bullets We use bear traps to catch weasels Metal mouth diesel and the bite weasel We in the catacomb Nappy had it never used a comb And built with the forces that blew away Dorothy's home I grab the mic like all you experienced But I don't play the guitar I play my cadence I exhale arguments Only to hold my breath I would die And I ain't talking hair color I'm talking about the reality with my mother's eye water The author with a paper mate Spitting paper weight in a government funded part to free range a 22 nicotine patch automatics today when it comes across something today chant till it resonates residence IDNYC now this environment's a product of me function sloppy identity copy with a rhyme scheme so ill we change rap to con artists I'm honest to a fault it's my fault I'm that honest I guess it's the dimension I climb out like the arachnids on water spouts The circle is never seen and seldomly heard about They put me in a cage and make them break me out Broke out the cage and blazed an ice cold bowl of sage Patrolling the maze with four holes and blades Spit flow straight off cornrows of braids Light bones and strike those with words of spray Automatic rhino acapella separate your soul from the shell Trapped in the belly Find me spitting these raps on the celly That's mega, topping us a long lecture a message for those starving in the Mecca Cooking up measures, stressing the pole Mixed in the vein cold, trying to escape As the pain grows, with the same flow And for those wanting to oppose Copyright this vision, leave you Leaking on a stretcher, puffing on the O Popping with a biscuit, fucking with the O Plus the X, plus with a fence and glow Divine, spit with lines that go straight through spines Witness animals robbing armor trucks And escape with nines Cause tragedies to crack clavicles Rap classical Red 7th Avenue New York the city of crime In the city sublime Rap this subliminal thoughts of criminal ways While critical times Got my mind locked in a physical maze Trapped in another noose Guzzling true clues Pop through your bubble goose With rats taste high Pissy still is all day Flow Mike Jiggy Rep that NYC shitty. We get busy on my nitty. Stay twizzy. Rap fillies and crack dungeons. Live in the rap function. Flows off and bananas off the nut crunches. Salute for vanity with middle finger fuckers. Live for you duckers, suckers. <laughs> I don't have an MP. That's hot. <laughs> Sunshine in a bag, I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on. Finally, 
someone let me out of my cage Now, time for me is nothing cause I'm counting no A's Nah, I couldn't be there Nah, you shouldn't be scared I'm good at repairs And I'm under each snare Intangible Bet you didn't think so I command you to Panoramic view Look, I'll make it all manageable Pick and choose Sit and lose All you different crews Chicks and dudes Who you think is really kicking tunes Picture you getting down in a picture too Like you lift the fuse You think it's fictional, mystical, maybe Spiritual hero who appears in you To clear your view when you're too crazy Lifeless to those with definition for what life is Priceless to you because I put you on the hype Shit you like it Gunsmoke, you're righteous with one Talk your psychic among those Possess you with one go I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag I'm useless not for long, the future is coming on and hopping. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long, the future is coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. It's coming on. The essence, the basics. Without it, you make it. Allow me to make this. Child like your nature, rhythm, you have it or you don't, that's a fallacy, I'm in them. Every sprouting tree, every child of peace, every cloud and sea. You see with your eyes, I see destruction and demise, corruption in disguise from this fucking enterprise. Now I'm sucked into your lives through rust, so not as muscles, but percussion to provide for me as a guide. Y'all can see me now, cause you don't see with your eye. You perceive with your mind, that's the inner. So I'ma stick around with rust and be a mentor. Bust a few rounds, so motherfuckers remind Remember what the thought is I brought all this so you could survive When law is lawless Feeling sensations that you thought was dead No squealing, remember that it's all in your head Hey, it happened I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, I'm useless Not for long, the future is coming on Hey, it happened I'm feeling glad I got sunshine In a bag, I'm useless Block 2019 played by year. That was Clint Eastwood by Gorillas. Before that, Ox Out the Cage by Cannibal Ox and Daylight by Aesop Rock. And we began that block with Worst Comes to Worst by Dilated Peoples. Come on, y'all. Hip hop can be goofy and corny. It don't gotta always be, you know, tough guy music. You guys know what I mean. Y'all, y'all are listening to Play by Year. You're a bunch of nerds like me. Okay, uh, I got Colleen Claxton, my my timestronaut buddy, my new timestronaut buddy. She's here with me right now. Co- Colleen, can you just catch everybody up on kind of what's been happening these last couple of weeks? Fine and brief. Um, we have located Howard Spaulding. He's in Alaska. 
He's going by the name David Yowney and is running a computer repair business out of his apartment. Whilst digging around, I found an old paper of his proposing a hypothetical piece of software, which he calls Origin One. Right, okay, so here's the part where I, you always lose me at this part. Duff, it's really not as complicated as you're making it out. According to the paper, Origin One works like a scanner. You give it a sample of code and it analyzes that using an algorithm. Right, but what, what do they even mean, you know? Cause you like, don't need to understand that part. Then it makes a profile of the author of that code. If the software really does exist, we could use it to scan the broken recontinuator code and learn more about who wrote it. Even if it could tell us their gender or approximate age, that would narrow things down considerably. We have over 4,000 potential suspects. Imagine cutting that in half, or potentially even more than that. Do you truly still not understand? I understand that this dude has something called Origin One, and I understand that we need him to give it to us. Honestly, it's like talking to a child. Are we done playing previously on? Can we make this bloody phone call? No, no, because you skipped over the two best parts, which is one, one, this guy who we're about to call is a cannibal, as in he eats people. And then two, that he's your dang son. You about to call this guy. He's not going to have no idea he's talking to his own mama. For the duration of the call, I don't want to hear one word out of you about mums or cannibals. We have an opportunity to break this case wide open. I won't have you chasing it away because you want to play Maury Povich or Clarice Starling. I'm not, go- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, okay? It's just context for the listeners. It raises the stakes. You know, it ramps up the drama. Unbelievable. Enough idling about. I'm dialing the number. I just want to do like a little recap because Josh. The, the... Fix it fast. Computer repair. Dave speaking. All services delayed a month because I'm dying of a brain tumor. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Well, uh, is that how you're answering every call? What's the problem with your computer, lady? Dave, can I say, I'm so sorry to hear about your, your health issues. Is this a conference call or something? Just so you know, I don't do any kind of group discounts. I, I just can't even imagine what you're going, this must be such a hard time. Is there anything that I can do to help? Do I know you? Uh, no, no, sir. My name is Duff Dixon. Um, what do I, you care? Well, I, I care because we're both, you know, brothers in the same h- human community. <laughs> Barf. What's wrong with your computer? I thought I told you I'm dying. I don't have a goddamn day. Right. Okay. See, the thing is that this is not exactly a service call. It's actually kind of a delicate situation. And so before we even touch on any of that, I'd like to just kind of get out in front here and let you know that we are on your side. We're not looking to judge you or disrupt your life in in any way. (sighs) Listen, Trailer Park, you've got about five seconds to tell me what's wrong with your computer or I'm hanging up. Out with it, then. We know your true identity. I'm afraid your past has finally caught up to you, Howard Spaulding. What do you want? This is in regards to a hypothetical computer program you once proposed called Origin One. Does it really exist? And if so, how can we get our hands on a copy? 
Who is this? I, I, Howard, I'm sorry. That was not that was not as tactful as I was kind of hoping to do this. My name is Pauline Claxton, and my long-winded co-inquirer here is Duff Dixon. Uh-huh. First things first, Dave Yowney is my real name. You got that? I didn't pay 200 bucks and sit around a courthouse all day so some limey bimbo could call me anything she wants. I beg your pardon. Mr. Yowney, I feel like we're getting off on the wrong foot here. Can I Can I first just apologize for the way that we are? there's one thing I hate more than a redneck, it's a bootlicker, so save it. As for your question, princess, oh yes, Origin One is real, and you can't have it. Then might I propose a mutually beneficial arrangement? You're terminally ill, you're self-employed, and you're an American. I assume you have staggering debt. My offer is $50,000 up front and another 75000 of the program indeed works as you claim. No deal. Origin One isn't for sale. None of my work is for sale. When I die, everything gets buried with me. Uh, oh, okay, can I ask why? Because society had its chance. I was supposed to change the world. I had a plan to fix everything. But they laughed at me and pushed me aside. You people don't even know what you lost, what you could have had. My intellect and ingenuity are unmatched. My mind is God's greatest masterpiece. And so modest. See? Mockery. That's all you people know. It's not too late, Mr. Yowney. If you give us that program, we we could use it to save thousands of people. Howard Spaulding would be a hero. Howard Spaulding was a symbol of hope. I'm killing him because the world doesn't deserve hope. Counter offer. Give us Origin One or we'll turn you into the authorities. Ca- Colleen, come on, man. For what? You know for what? For cannibalism. Jesus Christ. 50 years, I'm still dodging that stupid rumor. I've been a vegan since 1952, okay? If anybody here is guilty of committing crimes against food, it's probably you, Count Nabby. I'm quite sure I don't know what you mean. Don't you guys boil your steaks over there and make jello out of eels? <laughs> That's why you all have crooked teeth. They're trying to get away from your forks. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. You ever heard of Ken Thompson? Yes, of course. He created the B programming language and invented Unix. Wrong. I created B. I invented Unix. Ken Thompson is a thief. That's why I made Origin 1 in the first place, to prove that he stole them from me. But somehow Ken found out about it before I could publish it. He started that cannibal story to make me look crazy. I met him at a conference once. Definitely gave up a vibe. Dave, that's so heartbreaking. You deserve much better than you got. A brilliant man like you should have been, you know, celebrated, not not chased out of town. But it, it, if you just let us borrow that program, I, I cross my heart. It, it won't go no farther than the two of us. Nobody's ever got to know about this arrangement. Hey, hillbilly, I'm not your sister, so don't try to screw me. Oh, come on, man. All right, here goes nothing. Mr. Yowney, we're not so different, you and I. We're both computer scientists, for one. And, like you, I also sometimes go by other names. For example, Isabella de Mornay. Does that ring a bell? What is this? Are you trying to humiliate me? Who put you up to this? Was it Ken? No, 
darling, it's really me. I was born in 1934. The whore who brought me into this world is long dead. The name-calling, dear, must we? Of course, I have an explanation for that. I bet you do. I'm a time traveler from the CIA. Okay. I don't know what you hope to gain from prank-calling an old man, but if you ever contact me again, I will hack you, find out your actual identity, and then sell it to ISIS. Hang on. I can prove it. Mm, Let me see. Well, your middle name was originally Alan. I don't know when or why it was changed to Franklin. I certainly never would have approved that. What else? Oh, here's something. You were born 28 days premature. That's right. Your prognosis was very grim, this being the 1930s, after all. It was quite touch and go. Nobody expected you to pull through. But I waited there in the hospital for two long weeks until the doctor finally said you were out of the woods and strong enough to go home. And then I disappeared, and you and your father never saw or heard from me ever again. The end. Boy. It's really you? Yes, Howie dear. Isn't it fabulous? Mommy's home. I see. Well, in that case, go fuck yourself, Mom. Oh, buddy, I, I know emotions are running kind of high, but if, but if I could just ask you to keep the language to like a, like a PG-13 level, uh, we kind of do... Uh, he hung up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You, you okay, Colleen? You need like a minute? I know that was some pretty heavy stuff. Mm, Duff, how rusty are you when it comes to torture? Torture? Well, if Mr. Spaulding refuses to cooperate, obviously, we'll have to turn the screws on him. I just want to get an idea of your skill set. If you don't feel 100% confident, I should probably do this alone. Are you serious? No offense. It's only because he's ill and infirm, his body is probably extremely fragile. It'll take a delicate hand to inflict enough pain to make him comply without crossing over the line and giving him a heart attack. You would torture your own son? What the hell is the matter with you, Colleen? You put this guy through enough already. Reminder that he's not my real son. I had him for a mission. No, no. We're not going to brutalize an old dying man to get what we want, okay? We're not monsters. What's the alternative? You apologize. Reconcile with the man. Listen to his pain and try to internalize it and, and take responsibility for what you did and work on healing the relationship. Utter nonsense. You are being extremely unprofessional right now. Do you even have a heart? I have a number of organs, stuff: Kidneys, lungs, and as luck would have it, a uterus, which is why we find ourselves in this most unfortunate situation. I suggest you focus on an organ of your own, your brain, specifically the prefrontal cortex. And when you're ready to have a rational conversation about this, I shall take your call. But until then... Cool. Hang up on me. Cool. Unbelievable. <clears throat> okay, mu- music time. Let's get back into it. We got a block. This is a tough one to kind of explain. Okay, 2001, um, some pretty bad stuff went down in September of that year. A lot of people were killed, and we were all set down a path towards 
nationalism and the seeds of division were sowed between us. None of these things are funny, in my opinion. I, I realize, of course, that like people enjoy edgy humor, dark humor. I can respect that. What I do find funny, however, was that the, there was this thing called the Clear Channel Memorandum. Have you got you guys know about the Clear Channel Memorandum? So Clear Channel, the largest media holding company in America, also they're evil and you should hate them, circulated this memo in the days following the attacks with a long list of these of just all these songs that DJs were, were not allowed to play because they might remind listeners of the, you know, the, ter- the terrible existential horrors happening in the world at that time. So, for example, Crash Into Me by the Dave Matthews Band. That's band. Don't play that. Uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane by Peter, Paul, and Mary. But better not. Better not. Uh, so this list, it spanned back all the way back to the oldies era, but some of the songs on the list were actually like current for the time radio hits. So what I did is I found four songs from 2001 that were banned from the airwaves following the terrorist attacks. Here on 2001 night, play it by year with me, Duff Dixon. Never forget. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the
Angels deserve to die. The world may never know, but y'all just heard Chop Suey by System of a Down. Before that, Boom by P.O.D. and Speed Kills by Bush. Later on, they retitled that one to uh, The People We Love to try and circumvent the Clear Channel band, but it did not work. And we began that block with Bodies by Drowning Pool. Confusing times. You know, tough to say whether or not this was a call that made sense on behalf of a corporation. But I got to say, though... Even though it was a concept that united those songs, it did turn out to be something of a genre block. I gotta say that the, the modern rock dudes were really taking it on the chin from Clear Channel there. I mean, they were Clear Channel was not going off after your uh, your Christina Aguilera's or your tattoos at that time. There's something of a genre bias when it came to War on Terror. PTSD music, it would seem. Hey, uh, just a reminder, our discussion question tonight, what would you do with a single-use time machine? You know, you got to go back, use it to make some kind of an alteration. It's going to stick, so you better make it count. Uh, I do have a caller on the line right now. I'm going to bring him on right now. Hey, caller, you're on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is Martha. Oh, hello there. Wow, you have I, I, you sound like a very fancy young lady. Can I say that? Young. <laughs> I'm not young, but thank you. Oh, you don't I sound also... a day over uh, 35. Oh, thank you. I am. I am a day over 35. I also have my husband, Charles, with me. Charles. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Charles. You both have such a sort of a giggly, fun energy to you. You must make, you must be a, a ton of fun at dinner parties, right? Oh, we're terribly fun <laughs> sure you like playing parlor games y'all into charades or maybe just like cracking out the trivial pursuit cards going down the line a uh, trivial pursuit i'm not familiar what, trivial what, what, what is that trivial well pursuit. you ever been in like a bar and they got a little deck of cards in a box behind you you look at it and it says oh this says where were the olympics held in 1996 we, we i think we, it was we atlanta don't go to- we don't go to bars. We just go to uh, uh, we go to cocktail lounges. Yes, you know, oh, I, I mean, we have our own personal bar at uh, in our home. Sure. But um, yes, as far as going to bars and uh, the uh, trivial pursuits, um, the, the only trivial pursuits are, uh, you know, my younger years. Am I right? <laughs> sure, sure. When you're in a cocktail lounge, can I just I just want to get a, more of a feel for y'all. What's your typical order when you're in a cocktail? lounge oh i'm a boulevardier man oh a boulevardier very sophisticated you know a very uh light um olive juice uh, martini a woman myself (laughs) sure not too dirty not too Not dirty. Too dirty. I need to be able to see through my martini, if you know what I well, mean. Well, it's so good to hear from y'all. You you seem to be somewhat outside of the typical kind of target listener of this show. So I'm glad to see that I have some reach with you know some people of maybe a more distinguished background. Absolutely, I uh, just adore this show. My nephew. Uh, shared the show with me and I haven't stopped listening. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad to hear it. I hope you've been enjoying the tunes tonight. Let me ask y'all, did you have something for our discussion question tonight? That was about the single-use time machine going back to change something in history? 
absolutely I do. Um, you know, uh, I'd like to say that I want to uh, maybe sow some wild oats out on the ocean front. I was, uh, I, I owned my own yacht. Uh, as that a does young not lad. surprise me. You sound as uh, maybe of a woman who would own some sort of a sea vessel. Yes, absolutely. And so I thought maybe in my young 20s before meeting Charles, I would, you know, go out and sow some oats in the, uh, and get my sea legs, as it were. Sure. These are the, these are the days of youth. You want to go back to that time, recapture some of those romantic, you know, nautical memories? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm a consummate professional when it comes to sea travel, but I we would entertain some people on my yacht. I know a lady never tells, but can you give me an idea of like the decade we're in when we're going back to this era? Absolutely. It's the 60s, oh, honey. Boy, and the 60s, sure. Yes, absolutely. And let me tell you, I'm ready to get Randy. Oh, boy. Okay. Austin Powers style. Well, hey, the rules of the game are while you're back there, you do have to make some kind of a change, either in your own, you know, personal history or in a more historic sense. So what are you going to do when you're back there, you know, re-falling in love with your with your husband, Charlie, all over again? I would say maybe I would put things off with Charlie a bit and uh, maybe get married maybe one other time and then introduce Charlie into my life at a later date. Charles, is that upsetting to you? Uh, slightly. I, uh, you know, I consider you the great love of my life and it is a little disconcerting. But... Oh, as are you, as are you. Well, what about like a hall pass situation? Y'all ever th think like, hey, look, if I ever meet, who? let me think, maybe if I ever meet Robin Leach, is he still alive? That guy's probably dead. But, you know, somebody that fancy people like, you know, I'm allowed to no questions asked, just kind of go for it. Well, I always fancied myself Margaret Thatcher. I thought that Margaret Thatcher was just <laughs> such a such a, 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 a gentlewoman. Hey, a the Iron Lady is giving you a little bit of wood, I think is what you're saying. She was a rigid bitch. <laughs> well, it's I mean, a, it's look, a, it's, it's not a, your it's hall pass list, it's Charles. I'm sorry that I'm being judgmental as rude. <laughs> Well, who's on your list? Let's hear who you think is kind of a hunk. I mean, honestly, Sean Connery. <laughs> sure, recently a young, deceased. A young, oh, God rest his soul. A young Sean Connery has me feeling like venturing out into the open seas if you know what now, I mean. he is on the record i believe saying that he thinks it's a-ok -okay to slap a woman if he's with her romantically if she's being out of line is that something that you would need is that a bone you would need to pick with sean or we just kind of be like what? hey when in rome slap away james well, bond as long as it was consensual then who knows? All bets are off. Well, I, 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 I have one, one last comment to make about that. Yes, uh, Charles, go for if, it. If Sir Sean Connery were to slap my dear beloved Martha, I would use my time machine to go back and kill James Bond because no one lays a hand 
on Martha. Unless oh, great. it's consensual. Now, would you kill him using some kind of a slow-moving, easily escapable trap, the way that everybody tries to kill James Bond? Of course. It's a good question. It's a very good question. I would do that, or I would throw him off the side of my yacht. Oh, sure. Oh. Yeah, Natalie Wood style. Oh, Charles. That's very You stand for my honor. I do. Oh, Charles. Oh, wow. Sounds like there might be getting a little bit of... A little bit of heat going between y'all. Little Martha. <laughs> Charles. Well, I, fe- I feel like maybe I should hang up before this gets any kind of more gruesome. But, uh, hey, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. Keep listening. Keep calling back. Couple of interesting cats there. Martha and Charles with their yachts and their fancy living. Boulevardier. What a classy drink. Hey, y'all. Let's get right back into that music, though. I got one more block for y'all tonight. Obviously, having already kind of done one sillier block, this would be a good place for me to gear shift back into serious, you know, artsy-fartsy music. One might think, but not me, because I want to do a video game soundtrack block. That's what I want to do. 2001 had good tunes coming out of your PS2 or your GameCube or your Dreamcast machines. Come on, y'all. You, you need hot jams if you want to push for that high score. But I, I will admit I do feel a little bit out of my pay grade here. I'm somewhat of an amateur gamer. And I feel like if only I had like a gaming professional here to kind of pull an assist and help me out with this block. Oh, oh, I think here comes one right now. Hey, Duff Buffs. This is Brandon Hoff host of the new Nintendo Podcast XL, and I'll be your NPC guide for the duration of tonight's video game music block. Fun fact, another word for audio is Sonic, so let's kick things off with that famous blue hedgehog with a tood. This is Escape from the City from Sonic Adventure 2.
Indeed. Duff asked me to read the following disclaimer. Play by Ear does not endorse the defacing of public poverty through vandalism unless your crew is particularly ill and your tags are totally off the hook. This is Sneak Man from Jet Set Radio. understand what's going on here. Give me a break. tell you what's going on here. Back in 1996, 
Chop Chop Master Onion taught us how to kick and punch. But now, he's here to get real sexy. This is Romantic Love from Parappa the Rapper 2. Yes. It is time to get romantic. <laughs> time to get romantic. Yes, indeed, that's for sure. The kick point star remains very secure. Never bending, always the fast to make a move. This time we get down nice and smooth. Ha 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 ha. Love kick. Love kick. Love punch. Love punch. Love duck. Love duck. Love turn. Love turn. <laughs> Love chop. Love chop. Love twist. Love twist. Love pose. Love pose. Love hug. Love hug. Smooth kick. Smooth kick. Nice punch. Nice punch. Sweet chop. Sweet chop. Love fight. Love fight. Because I'm smooth. With the glue so new, I wish everybody had the same point of view. Meet me at the corner. Seven, wear your best dress and I'll take you to heaven. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, hi. Hold hands. Hold hands. Face to face. Face to face. Let's get romantic. Get romantic. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Love style. Love style. You and me. You and me. Together forever. Together forever. Never to part. Never to part. Look up in the sky. Look up in the sky. See the stars. See the stars. I hold you tight. I hold you tight. Lovers we are. Lovers we are. So I'm the sensei. You are my students. But before that, you and I are friends. We really know each other anywhere we can. We all need love, no matter woman or a man. <laughs> Smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. Caress your lover. Caress your lover. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment. Won't last forever. Won't last forever. Love punching. Love punching. Soft chopping. Soft chopping. Sweet kicking. Sweet kicking. It's all about the mind. It's all about the mind. It's tamanegi flavor. Tamanegi flavor. Wish I was a player. Wish I was a player. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. Need a good lawyer. Need a good lawyer. And so we go. Yes, this is the final chapter. I hope that all your questions were answered. Cause I'm majestic, now romantic. I know love is a key to save our planet. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Saturday. 24-7, each and every single day. This is how we do the last lesson. L-O-V-E, your brand new prescription. <laughs> kick, kick, punch, jump, pose. Kick, kick, punch, jump, pose. Smooth, choke. Love with rose Smooth chop Love with rose Duck twist Twist and punch Duck twist Twist turn punch Hug kiss Love then chop Hug kiss Love then chop Tama Negi sensei Tama Negi sensei Here he Comes to make way Here he Comes to make way Smooth, very, very romantic. I love you. See you next time. Much love to you too, Sensei. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I realize you've never met a celebrity podcaster before, but please hold your applause until the end. And sadly, that end is in sight. But I got one last epic jam for you gamers out there. <laughs> 
Based on the title, I have to assume this is a song about me. Here to play us out is the legendary theme from Guitaru Man, only on Play It By Year. year that was a heck of a lot of fun i don't even have to say all the songs because brandon already did that for me thanks for the assist brandon that was a lot of fun i don't know man just maybe it was something about like you know the cd generation of games had been happening for a little while people were getting ready to start making some real songs for these games by this point and this that's just like a lot of a lot of jams in one block, if you ask me. What a fun time I've had with y'all tonight for 2001 Night Play It By Year. A little disappointed, a little disappointed that Howard Spaulding, allegedly at least, turned out to not be a cannibal. I was kind of looking for a salacious kind of, you know, what do you call it? Explo- exploitation. Exploitation entertainment 
maybe that'll happen down the line. Maybe a cannibal will call in someday. You know, I'm not going to get too down about it. Um, okay. I'm going to finish off. We like to finish off with one more call. That's typically how we do things around here. I do happen to have, uh, somebody on the line right now. So caller, you are on with Duff Dixon. Who am I talking to? Uh, hello. You said that this is Duff Dixon, right? Yeah, that's me, Duff. Hi. Oh, yeah. Um, my name is Ian Feldman. I'm actually calling on behalf of Richard. He's my client. Oh, and you, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, this is a you got you, you're getting in touch with me about Richard. You know Richard? Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm actually Richard's attorney, and he has left for me some instructions. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're Richard. He's mentioned before that he's a uh-huh. uh, legally active feller. I, he, he's been out of touch with me. Are, is Richard suing me right now? Oh, is this what's oh, happening oh. right now? No, 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 no. You know, I'm sorry. That's actually my bad. I, I should have known. I, uh, I am not calling on on account of any legal action against you or on behalf of my client. Okay, uh, good. Okay, Richard. Yeah, Richard has left me with some instructions uh, to call into uh, this number and call Duff Dixon. Um, the instructions are to I'm I'm to read off a guess about how the world will end. Does, does that make sense? Is that contextual here? Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Richard and I have this arrangement. See, uh, you said your name is Ian, right? Yes, Ian Feldman. Okay, uh, well, Mr. Feldman, we have this arrangement. I'm a, I'm a former time traveler. I used to work for the CIA. I'm about 20 billion years old. I have secret knowledge of how the world is going to end next year, but I'm not allowed to divulge that information. So we worked out this arrangement where R- Richard calls in uh, to, this, to this program. We, we kind of like... You know, we got we become kind of buddies, but it's kind of a business thing. He he makes a guess about how he thinks the world might end. I'm not allowed to say yes, but I do say no uh, when he's wrong. So then, if I don't say anything, dot dot dot, you might be able to glean what that means. I, I'm certainly familiar with that. But I'm, so wait, 20 billion years old CIA. I, I'm hearing those pieces correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, the device that I used to travel, you know, it preserved my life force uh, and prevented me from aging for, it was two shifts of 10 billion years. Yeah, I'm 20 billion and 33. Yes, this all definitely sounds correct, like things Richard would be involved in. I'm sure I'm in the right place. Right. Well, hey, uh, okay. So then that means, uh, can I just ask first, uh-huh. uh is Richard okay? I'm assuming you got like a line of communication with him. I'm just a little worried about him. Like, is he, is he safe? Is he okay? He is as well as he usually is, as far as I can tell. Um, uh, you know, I need to be careful not to violate confidentiality with my client here, but, uh, on occasion, Richard will go long gaps without me, uh, seeing him or having really any, conventional communication with him but there are ways that he contacts me and and has jobs for me and nothing has indicated that he has anything but his normal self so i'm oh that's very relieving i'm so glad to hear that you know when we might be finding him again when he might be showing back up um you know when this happens he's usually gone uh, somewhere between a couple weeks and a several months. So I, uh, you know, Oh boy. Okay. Several months. All right. Well, yeah. I guess man's on a mission. Um, okay. Well, Hey, uh, I guess, I guess if you're, if you're into it, I mean, you, you're on my show, you're, you're doing the, the Richard thing. You want to like make a guess here what for the, for the audience and, and wait show audience. Just, just so I understand, uh, uh what this is a show that 
them calling in too. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, Richard. Not explain. Yeah, you're on live right now, dude. This is play it by year. This is a radio show I do every week where uh, I play songs uh, from specific years. So like the you know this week is 2001 night. So I'm I did like a garage rock revival. I did a backpacker hip hop block. That was a lot of fun. Did some like Aesop rock that kind of thing. Hmm. Interesting. So, music. You said uh, what's the year for this this show? Two thousand one. This week. Yeah. Huh. You know. Hey, I, I don't want to step on your toes, but uh, if you do take requests, I remember in two thousand one, I listened to a lot of the Eagles. So I, I, that'd be it'd be great <laughs> if you want to play that later. But okay. Um, well, yeah. hey, look, I, I, look, I'm not going to take a dump on the Eagles. I love some of them Eagles hits, but <laughs> but typically we don't take requests. That's not usually the format. I kind of have a prescribed uh, 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 format. But in the future, should you call back on like a you know a mid seventies, late seventies night, you might very well hear Don Henley and the gang on uh, on on an Eagles tune. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Keep keep listening. Hey, you got you got like a guest for me. What did he do? He gave you like a list of guests or something? Uh, yeah, um, he actually had his a website for me that has guests uh, listed on there. You know, there's actually several. So I guess I'm supposed to just start with the first one. Oh wait, is this just richardtruth.com? His blog. Uh, yes, yes, that is website. So I guess it must be. See, a you say website. there's a list to get. I've clicked around on. It's so hard to figure out where the heck you are on that website. I, I've never found this page. But yeah, sure, man. I, I figure, you know, friend of Richard's a friend of mine. You go ahead and hit me with a guess. Same rules as usual. All right. So again, here's. I, I hope this will make more sense to you than it does to me. Um, the first guess is five small dogs piloting a robot made to look like the president negotiate their way into norad and fire all the nukes in a misguided effort to finally catch the mailman does, <laughs> does that sound right <laughs> well look makes sense as a high bar to clear when we're t- I mean, <laughs> I, we're talking I, about your client, but years, listen, I'm... I'll say it sounds exactly like something Richard might have said if he was here. I'll say that. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think you, here's the problem though, dude, like we do have, it's a two way arrangement. So typically how this works, uh, Ian is that we would get, he would make a guess. Then I would now have an opportunity to ask him a question about himself. So how's that part supposed to work? Can I just ask, I mean, you, I assume you've seen Richard in person and know him and like have experienced interacted with him. Can, am I allowed to just ask you a question about Richard and you kind of give me a third person perspective on Richard? You know, for how meticulous he is, he didn't mention that side of things, which is unusual, but, um, you know, I've, I've been with him in public, so yes, that would be acceptable if you want to ask me a question about him. Okay, cool. We'll skirt the line. We'll make sure we're not getting into anything you're not allowed to divulge. Um, yeah. He's authorized me to be on here for up to two hours per week for some reason, so shoot. <laughs> Good Lord. So just, you could just be on for a whole play it by year. Well, look, fortunately, dude, we usually only do about five or 10 minutes on here at a time, but hey, okay. So the first thing that pops into my head, Ian, um, can you give me a physical description of Richard? Cause he's got, su- he's got such a particular voice and like when he's talking, I'm definitely picturing a guy in my head, but boy, I would just love to know somebody who's seen him, what Richard actually looks like. Huh? Well, 
you know, in, in some ways, like he's he's a little he's a little tall, a little taller than average. He has okay. gray hair. He maybe had dark hair when he was younger. I've, I've only known him with with the gray salt and pepper he has, and he has this kind of like thin, maybe lean face. Maybe lean's a better word there. Um, a okay, little, a little scruffy, but you're not. He's not disheveled by any means. Um, but here's the real thing about about Richard, right? Is if you see him from behind, he's just going to look like someone someone from the office or someone you know a, a friend of a sure. friend like you'll think he might place him but you see him in the face or or you have a conversation with him and i mean there's there's this wear on his face like it's it's clear that this guy's been obsessed for years and this is that obsession just shows on his face and wow okay that's very intriguing sticks with me about richard would you describe would you describe him as looking haunted no, he's more like a haunter than a haunted, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, that kind of checks out. <laughs> sure, a haunter. That was very informative. This is cool. I feel like I'm going to get like a little bit of a real behind-the-scenes peek at Richard through this arrangement. Hey, dude, call back, I guess, since this is your 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 goal. Uh, if you get through, I'll be happy to let you make a guess on Richard's behalf. I appreciate the time we spent together. Hey, maybe again, maybe call back in the mid-70s. I might play a little Eagles for you. Sounds great. I mean, uh, I'm on the clock, so I'll be punctual. Okay, thanks, dude. Ian Feldman, Richard's personal attorney. I'm just relieved to know that that dude's all right, at least according to what he's able to divulge uh, about Richard. Wherever you're out there, if you're listening right now, Richard, God bless. Seems like a nice feller, Ian Feldman. That was a fun show. I had a good time tonight. I want to leave y'all with the with the big five as usual. Kind of an in-between year for the Big Five, but I do think that uh, one of them, Prince, put out a pretty underrated record this year, uh, and I wanted to play a, a cut off of that one. So I think I'm going to leave you some some Prince tonight, although this was actually from the Love Symbol era. So technically, his name is not pronounceable at this point point in his career. Uh, be sure to come back next week, y'all, because we got 1995. Going to do right smack dab in the middle of the 90s. What's going to happen in the 1995 episode? Hey, but until then, thanks for hanging out with me as usual. We're going to leave you with a song called Pretty Man by... However you're supposed to say that. I don't know, man. Hey, Duff Dixon, 2001, signing out. Go Bruins! Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Hey now, what's up? Oh, uh, you know how to come over here staring at her brother so hard. <laughs> Say you what? If you wanna be my baby, got to tell me so. Oh, my confident lady, better act like you know. If you wanna be my baby, come on, take my hand. Tell me that you wanna get wet, pretty man. So, overcome the
Brother, 